Hello, sports fans. Welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates, with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whippeal. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey, folks. Welcome back to another episode of Bold Sports. We're on episode 76 today, and uh, after doing some research... Those numbers uh, line up with Mr. John Banizak, Chris Hoke, and the th- two-thirds of a season we had Ryan Reeves for the Penguins. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, we most remember Hoke wearing 76. Obviously, ba- Banizak was retired while we were toddlers. Yeah, a little before my time. Yeah, a little before our time there. Uh, I, know, I recognize the name. And I recognize him when he comes into where I work. Mm. Uh which he's a very nice guy. If you ever, I'd probably recognize him too if he came into where I work. Yeah, because being your house. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it, when it gets to that point, like, best just recognize, you know. Right. I'm in your house, son. You best recognize. So yeah, like, don't don't come to my work, John Banizak. He's a very nice guy. Um, if you do come to the work, don't let the cats out. There was a story with him, and I can't remember, so I don't want to like say too much of it. I, I don't know if it was. Uh, with, with with him or his wife with cancer or something like that. I can't exactly remember. Uh-huh. Uh, Should have did a little more research on it. Anyway, John Banzak did have four Super Bowls with the Steelers in the 70s, wore number 76. Chris Hoke also wore number 76. We recognize him the most because he was playing during our during the two Super Bowls that uh, the Steelers won. Um yeah, and let's and face so it, if you're listening it. to a podcast, you're probably more likely from the generation that watched Chris Hoke win a Super Bowl right? than John Banizak winning four. Correct. And then also Ryan Reeves, 476 for the Penguins. Uh, for that two-thirds of the season we had him before, we traded him out to um, the Vegas Golden Knights at the trade deadline. Uh, also on some research, the uh, only uh, name that stuck out that was a uh, known person at War 76 was Steve Hodgson, offensive guard for the Seahawks and for the Vikings, played 10 years in the NFL. Yeah, he was a good player. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, he was a hell of a player. You'd think more people would wear 76 just because, like, people love America, you know? Well, I mean, you have the Philadelphia 76ers and you got TJ McConnell. Yeah, but he's not number 76. I would make myself number 76 if I played for the 76ers. That'd be awesome. And if I was good enough. Right. Like Joel Embiid should be should be number seventy six. There you go. Did you watch? Uh, did you get a chance to watch any uh, on the CW, the uh, Riverhounds? I did. I did, Steve. How'd that go down? Confusing again because they were again playing in like an empty MLS stadium. They were playing the Bethlehem Steel. But the Bethlehem Steel don't play in Bethlehem anymore, Steve. Where are they at now? They don't. They to be in a USL like approved stadium, you need to have lights. And since the Bethlehem Steel played their home games at, like, Lehigh's home football stadium that does not have lights, um, they had to move last year to Philly. Or not even Philly, to Chester. Like, that's not even, like... Like, we thought it was bad last week that, like, Swope Park Rangers moved from, like, the Missouri side of the border to the Kansas side of the border in Kansas City. But, like, I mean, Bethlehem and Chester are, like, on opposite sides of Philly. Yeah. You're actually, like, driving through Philly a little bit to get from one to the other, I bet. So, like, really, really long road trip for those fans. Really empty. Um, Seemed like Bethlehem's goals were very scrambly, kind of, like, fluky almost. Um, 
So, yeah, the Bethlehem Steel uh, did score at the 21st minute and the 36th minute, uh, where the Riverhounds scored on the 4th minute and then at the 60th minute to tie it up for a 2-2 draw. They also had a missed penalty kick, which, um, you know, I don't think was a penalty in the first place, so a little bit of, little bit of justice, I guess. Like, you know, it sucks when you win because of, you know, bad officiating. Well, so... Well, it was a draw, so I mean. Yeah, but it could they could have won three two if they if they had made the penalty kick, but then Bethlehem would have had a, you know, a legitimate beef because it was a bullshit penalty. Yeah, it was a bullshit penalty. So, so on that on that aspect, the Hounds had sixteen shots, seven on target, fifty five percent of possession, four hundred and forty six passes, sixty eight percent pass accuracy, fourteen fouls, one yellow card, zero red cards, two offsides, and seven corners. Uh, they dominated pretty much in the stat category uh, against the Bethlehem Steel this week, uh, this past Saturday. Now, this upcoming week, uh, the Hounds take on uh, Louisville City. And Louisville, who are sixth in the group currently, uh, and then don't forget, next Saturday, uh, the 13th, the Hounds have their home opener with the Hartford Athletic at Highmark Stadium. Tickets are still available as well as season packages. So that'll be, uh, that'll be a good one, a little uh, Saturday, and it's starting to get warmer, mm-hmm. um, you know, as, as we've noticed so nicely here over the past couple of evenings. Oh, yeah, it was nice out. It was, it was a good evening. It would have been a good evening. To... It's a bit chilly in the morning and yeah. then warm throughout the day, and then it chills off at night, but it hasn't completely chilled off until after midnight. So yeah. still going good here. Uh, also, uh, last week, the PGA Tour, uh, they had the WGC match uh, match play at Austin Country Club. Kevin Kilsner uh, wins the bracket uh, over uh, Matt Kuchar, who was in the final grouping in the final bracket there. Tiger made it to the quarterfinals. Other top contenders in the quarterfinals were Sergio Garcia, Louis Oosthuizen, Francisco Molinari, and Kevin Na. Uh, also last week, Putacana Championship uh, was going on. Uh, Graham McDowell uh, won that. That was in Putacana Resorts, whatever, whatever championship. Um, this week, currently, the PGA Tours, the Valero Texas Open in San Antonio, Texas. After day one, Siwoo Kim uh, is in the lead at minus six. Not a lot of big names out there this week. Uh, there were uh, Jordan Spieth in there, Ricky Fowler's in there, and so forth. A couple other names, Jim Furyk and whatnot. Um, but a lot of these guys are... Uh, Prepare for Masters Week, mm. which is next week, folks. Um, Already, I have three people I work with that are going to the Masters for like day one and or really? for like the practice Wednesday, the par three, and practice round on par three, and then day uh, and then day one, uh, which is awesome. And then uh, be careful if you're in a rental house down there. No, yeah. don't like slip down the stairs yeah, in your socks. Don't slip. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, shoes. Yeah, just to shoes. be safe. I want everybody to go to Walmart and buy those like. Restaurant kitchen approved <clears throat> Crocs. No, yeah. no slip Crocs. Yeah. Um, especially if you're um, Dawson Johnson. Uh, that was bad. That was bad. It's a was, bad injury. He, he was a projected. But I got to be honest, dude, that shit hurts. Yeah, it does. Like, I, I did that in, on my basement steps not too long ago because, uh, you know, I, I do not have the best tread on these Chuck Taylors anymore. And it was just. Chuck Taylors don't have great tread to begin well, with. Well, when they're brand new, they do, but these are not brand new. Yeah. And they were wet, and I have hardwood floors. Yeah. So, like, that, those three factors together, and I, I did a little slip and fall, and, you know, it's not fun. I think. My, I, I was in no mood to play golf the next day. I'll put it at yeah, that. Yeah. I, I, I think my Chucks look like a set of slicks, 
I mean, <laughs> that's what that's the goal, right? To to wear them down that that much without like ripping the canvas apart from the the rubber. Yes. See, my 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 canvas and rubber separation is, it's you know, it's it's unfolding as we speak. There we go. Um, you know, but that's why I go with the Chucks because when I'm ready for a new pair, I just dial them up online. <laughs> I know my size. I know my color. I don't have to go to the store. And in three days, they're at your house. Hmm? Or less. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Masters Week's coming up. That's a huge, huge week. That's the first major of the year. Augusta, Georgia. Um, you know, all those famed holes, Amen Corner and, um, you know, the Mag- Magnolia Road on the way in, Magnolia Lane on the way in. It, it's an awesome, awesome setup. Um, I'm excited for it. Uh, I looked at my schedule for next week. My schedule's not excited for it. Uh, but I have Sunday off. So wow. I'll have the final round off to just be like, I'm watching the final round. Of well, I, I, I hope for your sake that it's awesome. Uh, yeah. Um, no, God keep in mind I work at a golf theme place, so I'm yeah. sure it'll be on every TV. Oh, there's probably going to be like a Penguins watch party on Saturday. That's next week. Oh. Oh, well, there'll be playoffs next week. Okay. So I don't mean to belittle the Penguins. It's good that they're still having watch parties. Yes, it is, but also the Masters should be over by the time the Penguins game would start. Okay. Theoretically. Okay. Theoretically. But who knows? Who knows? We haven't seen the playoff schedule yet. Yeah, we won't see it until Sunday. Carolina clinched tonight. Yeah, it's the Penguins clinched tonight, too. Um, I didn't watch the Pens game. I watched the Carolina game. Well. I'm just reporting. I'm, I'm yeah. you know. Did you see on Twitter at the Carolina game how that all, like, like, everybody was, like, hugging each other and everything else like that? It was it was a, it was a big, big uh, to-do in the arena tonight down Place there. Place was, pat, like, they, they were loud. Yeah, they were loud. I, I had a hard packed. time. Hard time hearing the announcers. Um, I don't think they had Bill Cower blowing the hurricane siren, but, you know, I guess that's an option now because they're back in the playoffs for the first time since 2009. Yes. And the Penguins are back and, uh... Which, ironically, in 2009, the Pens swept them four games to none on their route to win the first Stanley Cup of the Crosby era. That was a fun series. That was a fun... Well, yeah, for us. (laughs) When you spank a team (laughs) 4-0... I remember I watched that clinching game at at a bar, and there was like a seat right in front of the TV, and like I was like, "Why is nobody sitting in that seat? I'm gonna sit in that seat. That's a good seat." Figured out why. It was like directly under the air conditioning vent. Ah. Uh, and I was like, I had to like get up and like move during like timeouts. I was so cold. I was I was at a bar in like May, and I and I was like, man, like I wish I brought a hoodie. <laughs> Except for that, it's like ninety degrees out on the street, right? And I live two blocks from here. Well, it's like yeah, you you understand the reason of why that seat was open now. I get it. I get it, but you know, get, just be ready for the playoffs. Get to your spot on time. Get you a good seat where you can see the game and not get the, a, a cold. I, I felt like I was going to get a cold from watching hockey. Well, since we're talking hockey, we'll just move right into it. Uh, the Pens uh, tonight. Uh, uh, Won this evening over top of the Detroit Red Wings, clinching a spot in the playoffs. The seating, the seating is still up in the air, and it's based on how the Pens finish as well as how other teams finish. And I actually have that breakdown right here in front of me. It was too much to type. I figured I'd just pull it up. Yeah. Um, Someone already typed it for you. 
well, they didn't type it up for me, but Bob Pompiani broke it down on the on the nightly sports call. Okay. And I remember what he said. I just have to look at the number process. All right. Cool. Um, so with the Pens win tonight, four to one over top of the Detroit Red Wings. Um, the uh, uh, let's see, Kessel. Uh, Kessel's on the board tonight twice. Gensel and Crosby both on the board. Malk and Latang both back in the lineup this evening. They both contributed nicely. Malk, uh, Malkin did have a point on his assist. Um, Latang had some blocked shots, had some nice shots as well, and ran the point in the power play. Very nice. McCann, he's been all over the ice and making lots of plays, making lots of moves. He's had a couple goals recently as mm-hmm. well. That's a good pickup for the Pens yeah. uh, on a trade. Good job, Shiro. Uh, I've heard Shiro. He, or not Shiro, sorry. <laughs> Rutherford uh, <laughs> Shira's team is eliminated from the right past. we just talked about the um, 09 pens sorry but Rutherford yeah good job, uh, Rutherford. Good job Rutherford on that um, he uh, you know this kid could turn into something decent uh, I hear his name a lot even if he's not scoring goals mm. um, he hit the post a couple times tonight yeah I uh, watched the pens game this evening while I was doing uh, some home interior uh, work uh, around the house um Tis the but, season. Yeah, tis the season. It's like spring, and Amanda's like, oh, let's, let's do this. We need to fix this and fix that, and we'll make it happen. And we made some stuff happen tonight. Um, also, so here's here's pretty much the breakdown. The Pens are currently in the third position with 99 points. <clears throat> the Islanders are in the second position with 101 points. If the Islanders lose and the Pens win... The Pens will have second based on a tiebreaker situation. Okay. With the Islanders. If the Islanders even gain one point as a tie, it doesn't matter. They have to lose. Um, Pens win, Islanders win. Pens are in third, but then it depends on the final game with the Hurricanes. If the Pens win and, uh, and it doesn't matter, the Hurricanes can't catch them. Because they'll have 101 points, and the Hurricanes can only have 99 points. Mm. If the Pens lose, Islanders lose, and the Hurricanes win, Hurricanes jump in the third spot. Pens fall down into the first um, wild card spot. Okay. So, so it's still a lot to gain. Still a lot to gain. Pens need to win. Yeah. Cover their own ass. If the Pens gain, if the Pens finish regulation at a tie, they'll still end up in third no matter what the Hurricanes do. Okay. Um, so the Pens just can't lose. If they lose, they fall, and the Canes win, they fall out into the first wild card spot, which gives them the Capitals in the first round of playoffs. Okay. Ugh. Islanders lose, Pens win, Pens take second spot. And they get the Islanders with home ice in the first round. Okay. So, there's still scenarios where the Pens can finish in second, third, or first position in the wild card. Okay. So, we're in the playoffs. That's all. We've talked about it enough. Third season of hockey begins next week. There is no easy matchup. No. So. No, because you're you're either. <clears throat> you're, you're, I like the Islanders in the first with home ice. Yeah. I like that matchup better than the Caps. I guess that's the least bad option. I, I like that better than the Caps for uh, sure. First round for sure, especially without after last home year. ice. Yeah. Um. 
you know, uh, you know, Ovechkin down there just still lighting shit up. He lights shit up every year. Yeah. Last year, the Caps got the best of the Pens. Mm-hmm. You know, and they've been pouring it on. Uh, the team that I also don't really want to see, but with history on our side, is the Lightning. Mm-hmm. Um, history on our side being that we've beat the Lightning a bunch in the playoffs, and also the Lightning won the President's Trophy this year. Yeah. So. <laughs> But, it, I mean, that doesn't mean they're guaranteed out in the first round. It it does not mean so, that either. Uh, the, I mean, the Pens went out and what? The, they won the President's Trophy in 93, and the Pens went out and was it the third round? Second round. Second round. Second round. To the Still Islanders. heartbreaking. Yeah. To the Islanders. That was the best team the Pens had that year. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they were on their way for a three-peat. And it's my, very hard to do. It is. It's very hard to do. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're looking at this and, and, and very happy the Pens made the playoffs. There was a point in time where the pens were fucking around, and I was like, you know what, just just don't even make the playoffs. I because I I, I didn't want to see like a a, a a matchup with a and have an early exit. You know, you build the city up, but then you're out quickly. It still could happen no matter what. They're yeah. they're either gonna be Islanders or the Caps in the first round. And I feel like they still need to show something to get people's like, they still need enthusiasm. To show something. Yeah, because I mean, they're, they're, Cause they they, have... like you said, they were kind of pissing around for a lot of the season. I never like allowed myself to accept that they wouldn't make the playoffs. Like it just didn't sound right to me. You know, they have too much talent and too much of a pedigree. And it's like what been thirteen years in a row now that they've made the yes, playoffs. So this is so, so it's it was really hard for me to accept that they weren't going to make it at all. But there were times when you you know, you had to wonder about it. So I don't think, I don't think they've done anything. It's not like they set the world on fire. You know, they, they played some pretty consistently good hockey for stretches to get to where they are, but they did not go on like, you know, some kind of tear, like no national or like other market hockey hosts that I heard were saying like, and how about those penguins? Like, you know, they just kind of hung around and did what they needed to do, Um, which will, you know, get you in, but it won't get you all the way through. That it will. Uh, uh, Pompey Annie tonight was talking on the nightly sports call that with it is being the 13th consecutive year the Pens have made the playoffs, that makes them second in the four major um, sports Okay. Uh, with consecutive playoff years. Um, number one being? It's basketball. Yep. I know that. Um the coach has a tremendous beard. Matt's Matt's pondering right now. He's, beard? Yeah, the coach has a tremendous. Oh beard. yeah, yeah. Shit, the Spurs, of course. <laughs> yeah, why was I not on that immediately? Right? Are they in this year? Do they? Yeah, they're in. Yeah, they're in. Okay. Uh, so that is quite interesting. There. So I was sitting here whenever you we were talking about it. I, I was like, wait, and I missed the portion whenever he, I missed the word. Current, okay. Because I tweeted them from my own personal account, not the Bold Sports account. Like, good. Hey, did the Red Wings go twenty five years straight? Yeah. And he's like, Yes, they did. It ended last year. So the Pens are now the second. <laughs> so the Red Wings were were number one, then the Spurs, then the Pens, and then since the Red Wings lost last year, Spurs moved up, then the Pens are right behind them. Did you really take a shot at the King? I didn't take a shot at the king. You took I a didn't, shot I at the king, at the and king. you win. You best not miss, Steve. Oh, I did not take a shot at the king. I, I, I didn't. I misunderstood what Mr. Katie Pump was 
was uh, talked about on the nightly sports call uh, on how I missed the word active streak. That's that's all I misunderstood there. Uh, I'm just giving you a hard time. I know. Because Pomp's not here to do it for me. I know, right? Someone's got to do it. Nah, he hit me back on Twitter. No, it's okay. That's good. It's, good. it's always fun to interact, you know. Sometimes the only way to get attention is to be wrong. About yeah, something. I got my name mentioned on the show tonight, too. Oh, good. He butchered my last name, by the right way. Now. I was like, Pomp, you should know my last name by now. How many times I wait on you? Jesus Christ. Um, But yeah, so... There's that. Pens, hockey, playoffs, getting ready to start. So we have, let's see, uh, beginning of April. So we have the rest of April, all of May, and the first two weeks of June. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For hockey playoffs. And I hope the Pens are in all the way through. Go on the Stanley Cup final and win the Cup. Do I, as a fan, yeah, you're going to go win the Cup. As a realist, eh, I don't think so. I don't think they're going to win it either. I don't think they're going to win it. But uh, I'd be stupid to sit here and say that, like, they, I don't uh, want them to. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. You know, I care more about, like, the fan base being happy than about, you know, giving validity to my pessimism. Right. You know? Like, the Pirates validate all of my negative thoughts every year. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need the Penguins to do that. So, like, I, I might think it a long shot to win the Cup, but don't, you know, don't listen to me, fellas. Like... I mean, the pens. This is this is your life. Hey, hey, you got to live it. The, the pens have turned turned it off on before. Got hot at the right time, and you know, uh, I I think it. I think the pens cup run really depends a lot on Murray. Murray, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, if, if he starts getting rattled. Now, granted, he won two cups, mm. and he came in and filled in for Flurry. Yeah, and then so forth and then flurry actually came back in and then you know uh, on on the second year of the cups and brought it back out because he started getting rattled again he can have a bad game but he can't have two in a row correct you can have a bad game in a series but you cannot have two yeah it's not momentum is just you know momentum is what buries teams in these series more than anything ultimately we would like to see the islanders lose i believe the islanders are playing the caps Final game of the season? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure on that uh, 100%. But ultimately, you like to see the Islanders lose. Pens win. Pens go in the second position, get the Islanders in the playoffs uh, first round with home ice. Yeah. That, that, that would be the ultimate goal there. And because of the, um, because of whatever's going on with the Islanders' like arena situation, they are going to play the first round. On the island, but if they make it to a second round, they have to play in Brooklyn, per like the NHL, because um, the 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 you know Nassau Coliseum right. still you know not the preferred venue. Like they've got renovations in the pipeline, but it's it's not ready yet. So the league said, you know what, Islanders, like you want to you want to have one like old timey like 1980s style playoff series in the mausoleum. Go right ahead. Um, if you qualify for a second round, and we hope you don't because we want the Penguins to win, but this, that's not the league talking, that's me talking. Right. But the league says, you know, a second round, Brooklyn. First round, you know, we'd have four games at the Paint Bucket and three games at the Coliseum, and I think that would make for some really entertaining and lively atmospheres. How many How many uh, games this year did the Islanders play out of the island? Um... 
Because I know they played a handful. A handful, like maybe a quarter of their home games. A quarter of their home games? Like ten games. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, ten games is a quarter of your home games. You play 41 games. Yeah, so. it's, it, it wasn't like a great number. I, yeah, the Barclays Center is just not, not, not a hockey arena. Yeah. I mean, it was set up strictly for basketball. Yeah, it's for uh, basketball and concerts. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like, the, they'll be fine wherever See, they are. See, are they going to rehab the, the mausoleum? Yeah, or, they, yeah. Or are they going to just build a new They call, one? it's got some name now because it's part of, like, one of those, like, entertainment district, like, you know, like, the Power and Light District in KC, right. you know, or, like, you know, like, they've talked about building, you know, on the North Shore, like, some sort of, like, live, like, entertainment, yeah. Yeah. like, walk. So I, I forget what they're called. It's like something, something, something at Nassau Coliseum, and um, it's got like a sponsorship. And so they're they're putting all this money in, and they're developing around it, and they're eventually going to, you know, upgrade the actual facilities so that you know the, you know, the Islanders can have a permanent home on the island. Is that one of that's probably got to be closest to the oldest building in the NHL now? Has to be. Is Joe Louis Arena? Joe Louis Arena was the oldest. Civic Arena was like the second oldest, and they're both closed. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, shit. Uh, Maple nothing's Leaf. got a, nothing's that old. the The old teams like have all gotten new. Boston, yeah. Toronto, Boston, Toronto, Montreal. Montreal. I mean, Edmonton. All... Edmonton get a did they, did they get a new building or not? Every they time, just like they. I think they did close their. Last... Every every time I watch a game in Edmonton, that I that the color, the the lighting in there is just mm. so weird. Yeah, well, it I'm, looks blue. They <laughs> they changed it a lot. You know what I mean? But I do no. I do remember this because there was like a Rush album that came out, like because they closed. It, it had like a naming rights thing, like everything does. But its original name was the Northlands Coliseum. Okay, that's where the Oilers mm-hmm. used to play. Right. And they, like, just released, like, a double, like, CD, like, Rush, like, at the Northlands Coliseum, like, so to commemorate the closing. So, like, I think that whatever the hell the name of the Oilers arena is, it's new as okay. of this year. Um, the Saddle Dome. Calgary. Pretty old. Yeah, well. But it's not that, as old as the Coliseum. No, no, it's not. The, the Saddle Dome was built for the 88 Olympics. Mm-hmm. That, that was built for the 88 Olympics yeah. in Calgary. Um, yeah, the I mean, the, the Nassau Coliseum is, I mean, the Islanders won four cups there in the 80s, mm. <laughs> you yeah. know. Uh, was it the late seven? Did they win them all in the 80s, or was it the 79? No, it was the 80s. 80, it was the 79 80 season, and they, they yeah, yeah, that's what started it. Mm. Yeah, they won the first four cups of the 80s. Um, yeah, so that's it, probably is the oldest building in the NHL. Uh, because there's a lot of other teams that were expansion teams. Mm. So, yeah. Huh. Damn. Well, <laughs> anyway, so that's, you know, hopefully that's, uh, you know, where the Pens I mean, go. I, I, I watched a thing on uh, on the Islanders on on uh, ESPN Plus um, on there that, you know, how it was, you know, there was like pipes that would just like drip water down and it, mm. you know i mean oakland coliseum has been listed as like the worst building in major league baseball and the nfl mm. for same reason like pipes just bursting and just being just shitty like the the opposing team's locker rooms is like bare bones mm. like 
you know, it's the opposing team's locker room. Do you really want to give the opposing team comforts? Right. Yeah. I mean, I get that, but they were there's, just saying, I'm sure there's some standards. Like, yeah. I mean, I, you, I, can't, I, you can't just have, like, an open sewer, you know, as, like, a, as like a planned feature of the visitor's locker room. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, yeah, we, like... You know, we, we put the fucking plumbing vent, like, right right over there by where the coach stands. Like. Uh, how about a glass floor over top of the sewer pipes and, this, and the tanks? That would be kind of... Yeah, I mean, if you can't smell it, you can just yeah, see it. Yeah. Know. I mean, that, uh, that would freak me out, though. Be like, man, look at all that olive oil food going. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. All this, all those pasta noodles that they ate at lunch are just flowing under us. Cool, all right, man. all right, folks. Yeah, before we get any gross, yeah, we'll we'll be we're break. gonna go ahead and take a break right now. Listen to what's going on with our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview, um, with lots of great podcasts other than ours. Bold Sports, uh, they have awesome cats fishing without bait as well as Wrestle Mayhem. Also, don't forget about your perfect pepperoni pizza from Slice on Broadway, the original in Beachview, but also uh, PNC Park East End and Carnegie. Uh, we'll be back in just a few moments, folks. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, and we're back for our second segment here at Bold Sports. Big things going on this weekend um, and the beginning of next week. That being the NCAA Final Four is set. How's your bracket, Matt? Busted. <laughs> I mean, so is mine. I just did like the ESPN bracket this year, so you gotta be like perfect to even like have a chance of coming close to winning something, right? Um, it sucked this year. I couldn't figure out how to log into the CBS website that my work was using. You know, um, I didn't realize. I figured it would be easy, so I didn't bother like doing it in advance. You know, and like turns out I needed some help, and I didn't have time to seek that help, so I didn't do it this year. I couldn't, I, I, I tried three different email accounts, my work email, my personal Gmail, and my Hotmail. None of them. Like, I have accounts for all of them, but none of them were, like, authorized to be on the on the work pool. So I don't know. You know? Making it all hard. I miss, I miss the paper method. I know, right? You know? Uh, paper That's what I was going to do at work. I was going to do brackets at work, but nobody was, there, it showed, there was, like, 10 people that showed interest. I work with 500 people. Well, I guess yeah, it's not worth it. For the time. first year I worked from home, I just, you know, I just like scanned my bracket in on my phone. Yeah. And then emailed it to the guy. Yeah. You know, and then and then like they decided to make it bigger and to just use a website to run it, which I guess you know if I'm the boss, I don't want my people who I'm paying to work like sitting there doing all the all the bookkeeping for a bracket pool. Well, those, when they're supposed uh... to be working. Well, those are uh, <clears throat> the the two Thursday and Friday first first round is the uh, two most least productive days in the corporate world. Um, but hey, those days are over. We're down so to the final company, four. My company like actually works on the games, right? So we we have to be actually a little more productive than usual those days. That's true. So final four. Number three, Texas Tech, and number two, Michigan State. Uh, and then you got number five, Auburn, at number one, Virginia. Uh, take on each other Saturday uh, with the final game to be held Monday. 
and uh, they're it's in Minneapolis this year, mm-hmm. up in that new beautiful stadium that's got to hold the Super Bowl already, and um, got to see some disappointment from their home team. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I've never been to a Final Four. Um, I could just imagine me paying a thousand dollars for a ticket and being the last row in this huge football stadium. And having to look at, <clears throat> like, looking at, like, a 50-inch screen TV on the floor. Yeah. Like, that. that's... I, I don't, don't like that they play it in these, these domes that were made for football. Maximizing you know, seating. Maximize, I get maximizing seating, but, like, at some point you just have to, like, put a cap on it, you know? Like, nobody wants to watch on, t- on TV especially... And also for, like, the players who, like, have to actually, like, deal with a backdrop that they've never seen before when they're shooting. You know, like, why can't they just play it in, like, a 20,000-seat arena? Money. Exactly. So Corporate dollar. Well, then, I'm not gonna watch, man. Like, I don't, you know, like, I don't just watch people sit and count money. That's boring. You know, I don't watch good basketball games. A lot of it's the fans and stuff, but there's a lot of corporate money. It's like the Super Bowl. Exactly. I mean, you know... And, like, I can't imagine, like... If Pitt ever makes the Final Four, doing what you just described. Yeah. You know, paying, like, way too much money, you know, to sit up way too high and, like, not even really be able to, like, appreciate the basketball game because, like, we're used to watching basketball from up close. Yeah, yeah. You know, even, like, the last row of Fitzgerald Fieldhouse was... And even now at the peak. Close. Even now at the peak being up. I mean, they built that stadium, they built that arena up. So you're yeah, on it's top. Yeah. You're on top of the action. You're mm-hmm. looking down on it, and it's still watching a good. You're still watching a good game. Yeah, last time I was at the Pete, like I felt like I could have just like karate kicked Old Crow Medicine Show by like just jumping from my seat and landing on the stage. Yeah, you could. Not that I would have. I got nothing against Old Crow Medicine Show. Great group, but I've been could around have. for years. Yeah, been around for thirty years. I love when they come here. I know they're a great show. Yeah, it's yeah. They actually played on the deck uh, at Shiloh. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So like the first, the first uh, summer show that was open, uh, these guys pulled up like in a van. Oh yeah, and they were like, "Hey, they're like we got some instruments. Do you guys mind if we just jam out?" Like, yeah, go for it. Nice. And we realized who they were. <laughs> <laughs> they like, started playing all the hits. Yeah, we're like, "Oh shit!" Like, are, like yeah, you guys are them. Awesome. You're like, "Oh my god, Darius Rucker!" No, just kidding. He hadn't. I don't think he had covered that song yet. No. <laughs> no, not at that point. He hasn't yet. I'm at karaoke, and they're like, oh, do you want the Old Crow Medicine Show version or the Darius Rucker version? And I'm like, it doesn't make a difference. Like, I'm going to make it my own version. Horrible. <laughs> exactly. Like, what, what key? Well, they're both in the same key, and it's one that's too high for your vocal range. So it, it doesn't make, it truly doesn't make a difference. Yeah, me Just give me another me shot. Me karaoke are just bad. Well... That's why you're working and not, you know, that's why you're on that side of the bar. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, did you uh, get to watch any of the uh, Elite Eight games over the oh, weekend? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, I actually, Saturday is one of our busiest days at work. Yeah. And um, and then Sunday, I actually work Sunday uh, because Amanda had was working. So, I was like, am I going to lay on the couch with a cat all day, or can I go make, like, $150, $200 and, mm. and work from, like, 1 to 7? 
Which is what I did. Yeah. Um, it's not a bad shift. No, no, not, not on a Sunday. I didn't have to wake up early, and I was done enough time we could have dinner. Yeah. Um, it's actually kind of perfect. Yeah, right? Because uh, she worked... She 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 worked twelve to. She worked twelve to seven. Yeah, you know um, when I was when I was training at my job like years ago when I, you know, wasn't wasn't like you know I I was pretty much because I was just training like I could work whenever I wanted to and like twelve to eight, that was my oh, like, oh, yeah. dream shift. Oh yeah, don't have to wake up early and you're still yeah. done to ha- sleep, hang out. Sleep till ten o'clock. You know, home for a late dinner. Yep. Perfect. Uh, but so I got to watch. The ends of the games. Two of the four Elite Eight games uh, went into overtime. Yeah. Uh, the Duke game ending was just stupid. I did not see the end of the Duke game. All right, all right. So, Duke-Michigan State did not go to overtime. But, comes down, Duke has the ball. Duke has the ball, going for a shot. Ball gets tipped, tip, 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 back and forth, kicked around. Ball ends up rolling towards out of bounds. Duke guy goes for it, goes to swat at it, swats it off a Michigan State player, and it actually goes off his forearm and out of bounds. Duke gets the inbound pass. R.J. Barrett has the inbound pass, of course looking for Zion Williamson, who end up getting to Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson gets quadruple teamed instantly. <laughs> <laughs> and then not a bad strategy <laughs> and then he kicks the ball out the ball goes out and uh rj barrett comes back with the ball goes up for uh, a layup which would at that point tie the game gets swatted away but in the meantime gets fouled so he gets two shots from the line he missed the first shot you missed the first shot. There's 4.6 seconds left on the clock. You have the second shot. At that point, you should know, throw the ball as hard as you can off the backboard, have Williamson down in the paint for the rebound, get the ball back, and hopefully, A, he gets fouled, or B, makes a shot. Dude, 6'7". 249. What's he do? He puts it off. The backboard and off the part of the the flat part of the back of the hoop, the ball bounces straight up and comes straight back down in the hoop. Yeah. Michigan State gets the ball back for four point six seconds. Game over. Like they inbound the ball and then they run around in circles and run around in circles and run around in circles and then that's all it was. What's you know. You know, they just pass the ball, run in circles, pass the ball, run in circles. Duke didn't even have a chance to foul him to stop the clock. And then, you know, they would have got two shots, probably made one of the two, most likely. Duke would have had three seconds left to make a three-pointer to tie the game. Or, or probably less than two seconds left. It would have been a Leitner type thing. Yeah. But Leitner's was to win. That would have been the tie. And it would have had to have been a three. Um I I don't know. It was I, I I would have thought that at that point, I I understand he was trying to to brick the ball, yeah, and have it pop back up. It's a risky strategy. It's a risky strategy. When I, when you're like a video game character like Zion Williamson, oh god, you know, like you tend to think that you can do that. 
Like I know, I know on games like that. I it's like, oh yeah, that, well, like, that saying, trick play that I master because all you need to do is like hold the joystick like a certain way. Yeah, right. Like that's he's really like a he was so much fun to watch, and it sucks that he's not going to be in the final four. Well, the only way that it's even like, I mean, the fact that Michigan State knocked them out, like at least it wasn't some like whack upset. Yeah, you know, Michigan State is a respected program with like a lot of fans, um, so you know people will still watch that game with either like pride or anger depending on whether or not they like Michigan State. Yes. But like for a neutral fan who like I can't stand Duke, but like I don't really care if they win necessarily. Um, I've never had a problem with Duke or I know North you love Carolina. Duke. You love Duke. I know you love Duke. Duke or North Carolina. I, I have don't never like, had a you problem can't, you with can't either. be one or the other like you could be neither. And I was neither for a really long time until I, you know, started dating someone with ties to Chapel Hill, right? Like pretty significant ties. So, I guess it's, I, I, I own a North Carolina beanie hat. Okay, um, did I wear it this winter once when I was in Chapel Hill? Um, it was still football season. I didn't, I did not wear a special hat because of basketball this this year. It was too warm for this hat right? by the time the tournament started. Yeah, but I would have at least enjoyed watching like a Duke Carolina final. Like, that's what I think I was really rooting for the most. Now we might get, like, Michigan State and Virginia. Which, Big Ten and ACC? Yeah. Not bad. No, I mean, that would be bad. I mean, e- even having, I mean, Auburn, SEC, I mean, I, I, that, that wouldn't upset me. I mean, my bracket's busted, so it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, my my buddy was saying last night. He's like, I haven't really followed basketball, but like, who's even in it? You know. So I, yeah. I, I told him who's in the final four, and he's like, Oh, the, Virginia, they're the Cavaliers, right? And I'm like, Yeah. He's like, Well, that's that's who I'm rooting for because because he was in the freaking U.S. Cavalry, right? So, and I'm just like, I just gotta tell you, man. Like they they play more like the the guys who like dig the trenches. Than, than I, like I had the cavalry. I had one mean? guy I work with say he can't root for Texas Tech because Bobby Knight coached for him. And he just didn't respect Bobby Knight at any point in time uh, through his career after his outbursts and and this, that, and the other thing with Indiana and even mm-hmm. with Texas Tech, for that matter. Um, but mainly Bobby Knight's outbursts were with Indiana and his issues were there. <clears throat> I mean, Bobby Knight's a jerk everywhere he goes, probably. But um, Well, Bobby Knight, you know, I, I love listening to him uh, do a game analysis. Unfortunately, I don't think he's doing it anymore right no. now. But the, the thing is, like, why would why would you like, you know, hate the program just because they employed him? It's it's not like Texas Tech is synonymous with Bobby Knight. No, it's not. Like when you say Indiana basketball, you think of Bobby, Bobby Knight. Knight. Like when you say Texas Tech basketball, like you might think of nothing, or you might think, oh yeah, oh, hey, Bobby... they're in the Final Four this year. Yeah, or 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 you might think of Bobby or, Knight. Yeah, Bobby Knight. Got a second chance there. Yeah. You know, pretty um, much. And it's like the, that's the kind of place that guys get second chances because it's not a it's not a basketball power. No, it's not. You know, like Texas You're Tech's not 12. Texas Tech's not gonna go out and like steal Calipari away from Kentucky. So they need to get somebody who's a little damaged or a little green. Yeah. You know? And in the case of Bobby Knight, they're like, Well, he's got a ton of experience. <laughs> you know? He's a little damaged. He's a little dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> but you know. You know. Um, it's fine though. We we got some we got some money in the budget for new seats and all the athletic facilities, and we'll just get the kind that bolt to the floor. So I, I'm I'm looking I'm looking uh, uh, for the final four. 
for me, uh, I think I had Virginia Tech going into the going into the final game, or sorry, Virginia going into the final game. Virginia. So I'll roll with them. If <coughs> Michigan State, that wouldn't upset me if they won either. They they've been a a powerhouse in basketball for years, um, even before the Magic Johnson days, uh, and so forth. But we also have another Final Four going on this weekend as well. Uh, the Women's Final Four uh, is this weekend. They, this The Women's Final Four is being played in Tampa. Um, yeah. I'm assuming that they're not playing in the uh, dome that the, the Rays play in. I'm assuming they're playing where the uh, Lightning play, the arena mm-hmm. where the Lightning play. Um, the Emily Arena. Yeah, that's actually, yep, that's where they're playing. Emily Arena. Now you said it. I mm-hmm. read that. That's where they're playing. So uh, the women's uh, tournament, uh, their first their games uh, are going to be on Friday night. You have Baylor and Oregon and Notre Dame and UConn. Yeah, that's a game right there. I'm I'm looking that's forward to a that game. I'm definitely going to try to watch some of that. I mean, it's a it's I'll a be tough at work. sell on a Friday night. I'll, I'll be at work. I'll make sure I have it on one of my 15 TVs. I will be out, and I will be. <clears throat> experiencing some culture and i'll talk about that later maybe oh okay but um you know like i don't know if you saw the thing today about the the press conference where the reporter <laughs> asked the question of like because gino gino ariema and muffet mcgraw like they have a rivalry as coaches yes. um notre dame and connecticut have a rivalry as teams in women's basketball and somebody asked about like I, I forget how it was phrased, but it was just kind of like an asinine question about, like, you two have had your, like, differences, but what if you were married? And because he's a man and she's a woman, and, right. like, they just can't get over it, you know, because it's women's basketball. And Gino Ariema, like, quite rightly pointed out, like, hey, you know, like, I don't think, like, Tom Izzo and Mike Krzyzewski have to answer these questions. Like, I don't think Dean Smith ever had to answer these questions. Right. And, like, you know, like, just pay attention to the game and stop talk, stop talking about nonsense like what kind of shoe the the woman coach is wearing, you know. And um, he made some really good points, but like I was just thinking, like, what if like, what if what if uh, you know Tom Izzo and Tony Davis or uh, Tony Bennett were married or like, <laughs> you know, if you were married to Bruce Pearl, you wouldn't have to testify against him in the inevitable corruption trial. <laughs> I mean, think about it. These are progressive times we're living in. Right. So you know, the, the winners... The Final are, Four is in Minneapolis. Like, they totally have gay marriage in Minnesota. Right. You could do it. Think about it. The uh, uh, So the winners uh, of, the, of the women's uh, uh, Friday night will play Sunday for the championship in Tampa. Last season, Notre Dame won the championship with the skill and last-minute shots of... And I'm going to butcher her name. Uh, Arkaik Ag... Arika Ogunbowale. Ogunbowale. Thank you. I, that I've, was so clutch. That was awesome. Yeah, I, I've yeah. heard it pronounced on ESPN so many times. Uh, that girl last year, she just laid out last minute shots, last second shots twice um, to put them into the Final Four and also to win the national championship. Um, it was great. Um also, I'm, everyone's all up in arms because Connecticut didn't get a one seed, right? In this and, tournament, uh, yeah, they were the fifth. They were the fifth best team all year. Yeah, so they Only got a two the seed. Best. They got a two. So seed. they got a two seed, and they they yeah. still made the final four. 
So, you know, well, it all comes out in the wash. Connecticut women's basketball has just been amazing since, like, I don't know, ever? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I started realizing Connecticut women's basketball with Diana Chirazi and that whole, and that whole era and crew right there. Um, they, they won so many straight national championships, and they had, didn't they go... Three seasons undefeated, something like that. Uh, yeah. Something crazy. Uh, UConn's been huge for women's basketball. Saint Notre Dame has been huge for women's basketball. Um, Pat Summit in Tennessee. I mean, she's still alive. I hear she's not doing too well, but she was amazing. Women's basketball coach did a lot for for women's basketball. Um, the WNBA. Um, that's the next up for a lot of these ladies. Um, you know, also they play for Team USA and so forth in the Olympics. Uh, you know, a lot of these ladies after that would just go do what they do. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, but this will be an interesting game to watch. UConn, UConn Notre Dame women's um, Final Four matchup uh, Friday night will be awesome. And then I'm pulling for Notre Dame in this one just because I like Notre Dame to begin with. Yeah, yeah, we uh, all root for Notre Dame in in my in my part of the world. Yeah, you know, my my dad loves all the Notre Dame teams. Oh yeah, you know he'll he'll watch he'll watch men's basketball, women's basketball, hockey, you know, lacrosse, any anything Notre Dame soccer. Notre Dame hockey got knocked out. Yeah, they did. Um, so yeah, I think the Frozen Four is that this weekend or next weekend? Yeah, that's this weekend. That's this weekend too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Notre Dame hockey. I know. I I saw we had something on at work. They got um, knocked out as well. Yeah, I haven't really followed it. I you know, I'll try to watch some of it for sure. But there's a lot of there's a lot of good sports on. There is also uh, tonight, uh, and we didn't really talk about any of this because, um, we really didn't watch much of it. The NIT tournament. I didn't watch any of it. Uh, Texas mm. goes ahead and wins its second NIT um, championship over top of Limscombe. Lipscomb? Okay. Not even sure where Limscombe is. I bet you that's one of the southeastern teams. They're they're probably they probably are in that same conference with like Furman, and uh, yeah, Furman. The Citadel, something like that. I bet you they are. I bet you they are. The Southie, the Southland Conference, maybe. I'm, I'm, I'm efforting right now to find where Lipscomb University, Nashville, Tennessee. Okay, so I'm close. All right. Okay. I don't need to know where it's located in Nashville. I'm not going to go there. Uh, the motto is "The truth shall make you free." Don't we all know that's, you know debatable uh, <laughs> um yeah so athletics wise they play in the oh they're the bisons okay oh they're in the, the atlantic sun conference okay so that would include basically yeah, teams from the southeast you know virginia tennessee alabama georgia florida See who's in there. East Tennessee State Mercer. Remember Mercer from the, the tournament a few yeah. years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, Northern Kentucky University. 
um, USC Upstate, which is Florida Gulf Coast. So there's some teams that have made some noise in the tournament from that conference. And, uh, yeah, way to go, Lipscomb. Okay, Liberty's in that league. So that's okay, Liberty, Liberty, Liberty qualified. Liberty's in there, okay. And Lipscomb, you know, probably finished like second or third and got into the NIT. Okay, so And I that's just, why the NIT exists, you know? So I just pulled up the Frozen Four. Um, the semifinals are going to be next uh, Thursday. Okay. Uh, the 11th. So, huh. yeah, semifinals are the 11th at Key Bank Center in Buffalo, New York. Uh, you're going to have Denver and UMass. UMass is who beat Notre Dame uh, this past weekend. And then you're going to have Providence and Minneapolis, uh, Minneapolis Duluth or Minnes- Minnesota Duluth. Minnesota Duluth, yeah. And then the finals are going to be on the 13th, which would be uh, Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, uh, and that's 8 p.m. on ESPN2. All the uh, Frozen Four is on ESPN2. So you have that going on. Frozen Four, UMass is in there every couple years. Providence is in there every couple years. Notre Dame's always Mm -hmm. in there every couple years. Um, So yeah, the the hockey, that's next weekend. So that that, that links in with Masters weekend. Uh, We'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I went a couple years ago when it was in Pittsburgh. They said it's supposed to come back to Pittsburgh in two or three years. It should. It, I think so. It comes back two or three years. It comes back to Pittsburgh. We love that. hockey. Yes, we do. Like we're probably not going to get another international champions cup soccer game for a while. Cause the attendance was so poor last summer. Um, and they, they announced the, the lineup for next summer and it's, it's not coming here, but hockey should come back. It'd be great if it did. Yeah. It will. I'm sure it will. We're running through here pretty good. Yeah. So at this point, folks, I think we're going to go ahead and uh, take a break and uh, come back and uh, finish up with uh, some baseball and some football and then um, go from there. Uh, So we'll be back in just a few moments. Take a listen to our friends at Sorgatron Media and find out what's going on. Uh, with them up there in Beachview. We'll be back in just a few moments. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks, and we're back for our third and final segment. We're going to talk a little bit of baseball going on here. Um, So the Buckos, man. Um... The Buckos being Buckos. Unceremoniously just diving right into like the Buckos being Buckos. You're, you're not going to like start with any like cliches about like the opening day and the the crack of the bat and the, the hope springs eternal and it's it's a new season and the president throws out the first pitch. And, well, I have happen, I, but... I have a Facebook friend of mine that I also know in real life that, done, that did that for me and I was like, go fuck off. You have no feelings of like warmth for baseball. <laughs> I have warm feelings for baseball, and you know what? I bought tickets to a baseball game this year. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What are you going, to the Wild Things? Nope. Um, Lebo, August... Lebo Baseball? <laughs> uh, August um, 14th and 15th, I will be in Cleveland for the oh. uh, Indians Red Sox. Uh, okay. We're going to go to the Wednesday afternoon getaway to game. Okay. So we'll leave Pittsburgh at like 8 a.m., 
get up to Cleveland at 10. Um, you know, check in the hotel, which is two blocks away from the Jake, which uh-huh. is now Progressive Field. I still yeah. call the Jake. It's been Progressive Field yeah. for several years. Right, yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, and then uh, I'm going to go up. I'm going to watch the uh, Red Sox uh, play uh, a, a, a one o'clock, a 1 o'clock start game in Cleveland. And hang out. We're gonna watch some baseball, and then we're gonna eat and drink around Cleveland uh, uh, that e- after the rest of that afternoon and evening, and then we're gonna hit the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame the next morning. Mm-hmm. Check out, hit the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and then drive back to Pittsburgh. <laughs> that's cool. That, so yeah, that that's that's the that's the one baseball game I'm planning on going to this year. Um, in the event I can get to a Buckos game in Cincy or Baltimore or Philly or New York or whatever, I'll go. Yeah, uh, I hear you, man. But um, yeah, I mean, well, you know, the Pirates have fewer losses than the Red Sox right now. Just they do. FYI. Same amount of wins, <laughs> but fewer losses. Yes, they do. Uh, the Red Sox are off. And the, the number in the loss start. column, they say, is that's the one that counts. It is. So. It is. Um, you know, uh, so right now the Cubs, the Cubs, the Red Sox, the Yankees. I enjoy, I've been watching a lot of Cubs, <laughs> Cubs games. The Cubs. I've been Red- enjoying the season so far. The Cubs, the Red Sox, the Yankees, um, the Dodgers uh, are all shit in the bed right now. Uh, which is pretty, pretty fucking hilarious. Uh, it's so early. It is. It, it, we're a week and in. we. I think we expected the Dodgers to not be as good. Yes. Um. So that's that's fine. Okay. So you're the um, Tampa. The Bay- Angels have been tearing it up. Well, I hope Garrett so. Cole had a meltdown against the umpire last night. That I got to see that. That was fun. See, I just can't... Wait, wait, wait. Was that the game on... Was that the Twitter where, where the umpire kept looking at... Or was that tonight? No, it was last night. That the umpire kept looking into the to the Astros bench because the Astros... He threw batters. somebody out. He threw somebody out. And apparently, like, people were chirping. And, you know, I'm, I'm flipping around. Like, I've got the package. So, I'm, I'm, I've got every game except the Pirate game at my disposal. You and, bought the and package I'm like, this year? Oh, I don't buy it. I get it for free through T-Mobile. Oh, there yeah. you go. It's the best deal in in the entire mobile space, I swear. Like I'd I'd rather have that than a free phone. You know, like I'll True. I'll deal with my crappy phone and just like watch like every every McCutcheon at bat that I can like I, I always try to catch the McCutcheon at bats, you know. And now he's got Harper hitting behind him. So I've been watching some Philly games They're, and Who do you want to pitch to? Cutch or Harp? Uh <laughs> or Hoskins, or yeah, or Hoskins, or Michael Franco, who has like three home runs already. Yeah, Philly's gonna be sick. Like, I just can't, like, I just can't believe that, like, you know, this is our first episode of the baseball season, and you just wanted to like start with, oh, so the Pirates are sucky again. Uh, like, I'm just saying, baseball's the... back, dude. Like, take baseball's a deep back. Breath. It is. But smell, yeah. smell the crotch sweat and the yeah. glove leather, man. Uh, yeah, Come but on. the but the Buckos are being, are Buckos are buckling. Uh, they're two and three after a win tonight over the Reds. Um, they're buckoing in ways that we didn't expect them to bucko. Yeah, yeah. First off, though, the Buckos blew leads and went into extra Not innings. Not just blowing leads, man. Blowing like excellent starts by their yeah. two aces. Yes, you know the so, twin aces of Tyone and Archer. Yeah, we're both smoking in their debuts. Yeah, so uh, you know, uh, home debuts. Extras with the cards. Previous two games, including the home opener. 
The defense made errors. The offense struggled with players. Now, defense making errors is not something that's unexpected. Right. But the offense struggled with players in scoring position. The starting pitchers were great, but are on a pitch count. And it's early in the season. Yeah. At some point, you, you got to be like, <sighs> run what brought you. You know? Um Everything's I understand a tradable asset, though. You don't want to. You don't want to burn them out, and then like. <laughs> and then oh, gonna, there's the there's Matt's pirate negativity. Hey, dude, dude. Okay, it took it took like about eight minutes. Okay, <laughs> all right. And it, and it, technically, it was just me trying to sound smart about economics. Okay, <laughs> like there wasn't even a comment on the pirates. It's just like what I what I feel like I think I know about econ. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't burn down a tradable yeah. asset. Yeah. Don't don't like. Don't take a fucking, like, you know, leather punch to your seats in your Mercedes. You know? <laughs> Try to preserve the freaking trade-in value. That's all. <laughs> exactly. But, no. Um, I understand the whole preserving your pitcher. It's early in the season. It's cold out. Stuff yeah. like that. But when you when you have a guy that's lights out, and then you're like, oh, it's the fifth inning. He's at 77 pitches. We got to pull him. You know, and then you put in your reliever. We're all adults here. And then you then you put in your reliever, and it's like, then your reliever doesn't do shit or gives up stuff. And we didn't even get to see a closer. I didn't even get to see the game tonight because the Pens played. Yeah. You know. Well, it was on MLB Network, if you get it. I am currently not subscribed to MLB, mm. MLB Network. I have it, and I never watch it, so... Um, you should come over to my place. Yeah, right. Um, Instead of doing all your like home remodeling projects, yeah. you could you could have fed my cats while I was upstairs working. <laughs> I have my own that I had to feed. Now she then I got her high right before you came over mm. and she's passed out. Um, and Good by me this. got her high catnip like kitty weed. I know, I know. Not actually. I'm telling people out there like you're getting your cat high. No, maybe. No, I don't. But <laughs> yeah, I don't either. Um, but yeah, so Wait, the, the Pirates. How about the fact that the second home game of the season for years has always been Buck Night, right? How the fuck do you run out of hot dog buns? I don't know, man. They had dollar hot dogs, dollar sodas, dollar nachos, dollar pretzels, stuff like that. They ran out of hot dog buns. Mm, sounds like they need to fire somebody. <laughs> yes. That happened at a uh, Riverhounds game. I, I remember when they played up in Erie for like one of their U.S. Open Cup matches. I could understand. And the Riverhounds. They game. played it. They played it like Gannon's Stadium, and like some somebody from like the supporters club like was photographed just like holding like a naked hot dog in his hand. I could understand in like a that. piece of wax paper. I could understand <laughs> because that. they ran out of a Riverhounds game. Yeah. It, it it like Gannon University. It was probably like the biggest crowd they had all year. For yeah. like a you know like a minor league soccer game because like Gannon football really who even goes? Uh, when my brother was at Gannon, Mike Ditka's like grandson was on the team. Right on. So like Ditka would make an appearance, and I think that like might have boosted attendance a little bit. But no more Ditka. You know if Ditka's if Ditka's there and they run out of hot dog buns, like uh, I would give my bun to Ditka. Right, I would too. <laughs> I'd be like, sir, I hope you like relish because it's already on here. Well, we'll just do a quick rundown, right quick. AL East, the Rays, Tampa Bay Rays. Early, they're, th they're wearing the throwback hats this year. Yeah, yeah, the, with, uh, with the fishy, the fishy hats. Yeah, they're 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 up 
five wins and two losses. Uh, Orioles are four and three. Yanks are three and four. Jays are three and five. Sox are two and six. Uh, AL Central Twins. Uh, four and one Tigers, five and three Indians, three and three uh, White Sox are two and three Royals are two and four. AL West Mariners are seven and one. They're the ones lighting on fire right now. Um, Rangers four to two. A's are six and four. Strohs are two and five. Angels are one and five. So where's all that money going to, uh, Mr. Trout? I mean. Uh, did they win the World Series last year with Mike Trout and no. everyone else that they have who I can't name because I never watched them? Like, what? Just because you pay Mike Trout like all this extra money doesn't mean he like actually like fucking like splits himself off into like five other extra Mike Trouts. I know. You know what I mean? Like, they should have maybe considered spending money on other players that are also good. No, they do spend money on other players, but they're not also that good. Well, that's gonna like go out and find me another guy just as good as Mike Trout, who's not currently under a like lengthy contract with the Phillies. So, and then you got the Phillies are four and one, Mets are five and two, Braves are three and three, Nats are three and three, Marlins are two and five, NL Central the Brew Crew is six and one, Cards are three and three, Buccos are two and three, Cubs are one and five, which is beautiful. The Reds are one and five, which is also beautiful. Uh, NL West Dodgers are five and two. Padres are four and three. Diamondbacks are three and four. Rockies are three and four. Giants are two and five. Um, that's just to start the start the MLB season, which is 162 games long. So this currently right now doesn't mean shit. Doesn't mean shit. It's just uh, a blip on the radar. So yesterday, sir, but they are the Pirates are playing a lot of divisional opponents in the first couple weeks, and they're going to play a lot of divisional opponents in the middle, and they're going to play a lot of divisional opponents at the end because that's how the schedule structured, where they play each they play each team in their division nineteen, 19 times. times. I know, but you know what? Like, I'd rather be you know nine and eight against the Cubs than eight and nine. Yes. Just as long as you're somewhere around 500, because that's apparently the best we get to hope for. Yes, currently you are correct. Um, so 30 years ago, yesterday was the start of one of the greatest players' career ever. Griffey. Yes. Yeah. Um, dude had the sweetest swing ever. His first at bat was a double. Um, just amazing player. Um, great player, never won a World Series. He's the only player during the... Try not playing for the Reds. Well, I mean, yeah. His hometowns. He was born here in Denora. Yeah. Um, he was born here in Denora. Uh, you know, he, his, he, he played in Cincinnati because that's kind of where he grew up when his dad played for Cincinnati. His dad yeah. played for Seattle as well. Um... They, and they played together, and that was awesome. They did play together. They were the first father-son team to go back-to-back home runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe he's the only player in the steroid era of baseball to never touch steroids or HGH or any other performing-enhancing drugs and had every reason to do so. But he did drink that nerve tonic in that Simpsons episode <laughs> and made his head like swell up. I mean, I mean there's was it that. worth it? Was it worth it? There's that. But I Griffey is he's the uh, he he's he's the reason I wear my 
fitted hats backwards. He's the reason. Really? Yeah. Not he Fred is. Durst? No. Not Fred Durst. <laughs> Ken Griffey Jr. Okay. Is Ken Griffey Jr. the reason that Fred Durst wore his hats backwards? Probably, because Fred Durst is her age. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, every guy our age that wears their hat backwards, pretty much you ask him, why do you wear your hat backwards? It's because it's Ken Griffey Jr. I just say because it's comfortable. That too, but um, yeah. I, I want people to see my beautiful eyes. If he wasn't, if he wasn't injured a large portion of his career, mm-hmm. he would have the home run record without a doubt. Yeah, in my mind, anyway. Fight me, I don't care. But well, I'm glad <laughs> he didn't get the home run record because some asshole stole my Griffey rookie card. Oh, and ever ever since that day, I've kind of had like a slight stake in his demise. Which kind of sucks because like you're talking about how this like. He's this like generational talent, but I'm always like, man, like I hope he doesn't like do anything too crazy. Cause, and I, I reading the uh, the articles about like the 30th anniversary of his debut got me to thinking, like, you know what? I should I should Google how much that card's worth these days. And then you did. Then you it's got like, mad at yourself. It's like, Steve, I have twelve dollars. <laughs> I'm good. I'm gonna be okay. Is this card only worth twelve dollars? His rookie card? Baseball cards are not like. They're not what we when we were buying baseball cards as kids. Like, we thought we thought we were gonna retire at like fifty five. <laughs> you know, with, with all these like Consecos and Maguires and Griffies that we were collecting. I had like whole pages, oh, pages man. of Mo Vaughn was like my favorite oh. fucking player. And you know what? You know what, man? Like, I own my house. That's all I can really say about that. Like, <laughs> it wasn't a complete waste of time, but it didn't exactly like. You know, put me in another income bracket. So. <laughs> so the kid who stole my Griffey card, like, you wanted it bad enough to steal it. Okay. You wanted bad enough to steal it in 1993? You have 12 bucks now. Now, that's different, though. The kid who stole my Shaquille O'Neal rookie, who, uh, like, later admitted to, to stealing it and then apologized, but didn't give it back because he didn't have it anymore. <laughs> now, that bothers me a little bit more. I stole your. But he's a, but he's like a he's a priest or he's not a priest he's like a evangelical minister now. I stole your. So he, God forgave card. God forgave him for stealing my Shaq rookie card. I stole your Shaq rookie card and I immediately sold it for a Minio's pizza. But um... in Edgewood, you would not have done that. It would have been a Veltri's pizza oh. or a Mario's pizza. There you go. Uh, if you like the the pepperoni that turns into little grease cups, mm, you you'd be yeah. at Veltri's like. That's how Louise Waiting on the doorstep when they opened. I wasn't into it when I was a kid. Mm. But one time I went to visit my parents and they had Veltri's. And I was just like, man, you know what? Like, these tiny little pepperoni cups are the shit. Now that that I'm an adult and I have more of a grasp of how much grease my body can handle before I get sick. There's no shame in this. So, so 1994 All-Star Game in Pittsburgh at Three River Stadium. I was there. Were you there? I was there. Did you go to the Home Run Derby? Yeah. Did you chase Griffey around? Yeah, tried to. Um, so where I was at for the home run derby, we had seats in right field. Um, but we were on the, we were one section over from the foul pole. Mm-hmm. So we we're in the so foul pole section, one section over from the foul pole. I was getting so mad that Griffey was hitting him in the upper deck. 
Yeah. Because I wanted to catch a ball. Well, I was in the upper deck, but I was down, like, the third baseline. <laughs> okay. So I was like, you know, I, I understand that I am not at a foul ball contest, so I'm probably not going to get a ball. But I just remember Ripken comes out and starts signing down down around third base. Oh, yeah. I got so many and, autographs. And my dad's like, go ahead. So me and my brother, we go down, like, all the way from, like, the orange, the orange seats, like, all the way down, you know, to the third base box. And we get there, and we're in this big line. Like, everybody's, like, you know, three deep against the railing. And an usher or security guard or whatever is like, he's not going to sign anymore. Like, everybody just go back to your seats. So we're like, ah, fine. He signed everything. He signed everything. We went, we, by the time we got back up to the seats, and my dad's like, hey, did you get his autograph? And we're like, no, they told us he wasn't going to sign anymore. And we just looked out, he's still down there. Yeah, he signed like, everything. In the time that it took to, Cal Ripken you know. Jr. was the guy that he signed everything. Um, Griffey won the home run derby that year. Yeah. Uh, at Three Rivers. Um, and I was in, like I said, right field. Second, We were on the lower side. Mm. Um, Yellow seats. Yep. And he, he put them up in the fucking orange seats. We're like, God, uh, come down, come down. Like, every time a ball went up, you had to turn around in your seat. And it wasn't the... like a regular pirate game where yeah. like, you could just, like, roam the entire upper deck. Yeah, no. Chase after no. every ball. No. Like, they actually sold out. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was one of the greatest experiences. It was, one, it was so great. It and then great that All-Star experience. game was one of the best baseball games I've ever been to. For an exhibition game, like, the way it oh, ended, yeah. it, it was very, very dramatic. And I had a lot of fun at that All-Star I game. Mean, I mean, 94, so you had... Uh, I'm gonna have to Google this, but off the top of my head, from being there as a kid and now being twenty some, mm. almost twenty eight years later. <laughs> yeah. Um. So there was. I I remember you had you know, Mitch Williams, Dykstra, Cruck. Um. You had Bonds. That was Bonds's second year in San Francisco. Mm. But back in Pittsburgh, um, shit, I, I, I'd have to Google the whole lineup on that again. But it was an amazing lineup. It was a great time for baseball. Um, Cal Jr., of course. Mm. Um, Delino DeShields. Delino DeShields from Chicago. Dude was fast as shit. Montreal, I think. Was he still he Montreal at that Montreal. point? Yeah. I remember more Chicago than I do Montreal. But here or there. Hey, um, man, how about the Expos? <laughs> Let's remember them for a minute. Oh, the Expos, those guys are 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 great. Uh, was it was it thirty years ago? The Expos. Uh, they had what Gary Gary Carter, Pedro Martinez, um, and whatnot in there. Uh, you had uh, shit, Andre Dawson. That Expos lineup, that 94 team. Are they gone? Yeah. That, 90, that 94 team was was ridiculous. That should have went to uh, the playoffs. Oh, yeah. And then a baseball strike got stopped. Yeah, that was bad. I mean, I remember being kind of excited about the Expos because like, I used to go to a lot of Expos games. For some reason, they were just always... I don't know, like, 
my first game, my first pirate game I ever went to when I was an infant was against the Expos. Um, and I, I just remember seeing tons of games like Tim Raines was like one of my least favorite players because I it just seemed like he was always doing something bad to the Pirates while I was in attendance. Um, yeah, like 80s and early 90s baseball, like I'm so glad that I got to see the All-Star game like at age 14. You know, when it when it came back in like two thousand and whatever, like I wasn't as excited. You know, I was I was not like I didn't even I didn't even try to get tickets. Oh, that's fine. I'll, I'll try that, yeah. I just you know all star games are a lot of fun. All star games are awesome. But when you're when you're a fourteen year old kid, like I think that like, you know, that's like the best time to see it. 'Cause you don't you don't you don't have all that like angst about the economics of baseball yet you know as a 14 year old i was like barry bonds left and that sucks but we'll get someone else and we'll be right back we'll, we'll be we'll be back in the playoffs in a couple years because we still got jim leland and, and yeah, jim leland was like yeah well you know jim leland, you better get over that real quick jim leland lasted for a while i mean he yeah. he, he he lasted until 96 season then he went to the 97 marlins and that team was built to win the world series and they did, and then they sheriff sold everybody off as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, that '94 All Star game was awesome. Do you remember waiting underneath Gate A for autographs after yeah. ball games? Waiting underneath where gate the cars a. would go. Y- y- yeah, you wait underneath Gate A, mm. underneath the ramp, mm-hmm. and then that's where the players' exit was, and so forth. Yeah, always get autographs underneath there. It was great. Um, I had a uh, guy at work was telling me that during that all, we were just talking about that All Star game two days ago. Um, cause when, cause I was like, Hey, it was like 30 years ago today, man, Griffey made his debut. Mm. He's like, yeah, he goes a 94 all-star game. He goes, I chased Griffey's limo. <laughs> he goes around the stadium and one of his buddies jumped out and was, and the limo stopped. He goes, one, at, a, at a, at a, at a red light, he goes, and one of his buddies jumped and says, Hey, quit chasing us around, man. He ain't got sign. He goes, man, he goes, I got a Mariner's hat on. Come on. I just, he goes, can you just sign, can you just sign the bill on my cap? He's like, he goes, I still have the hat because it was the the dark blue on the top, but it was the light blue on the bottom. He signed mm-hmm. the light blue the bottom underneath the bell of the cap. Nice. He's, awesome. So he's like, he's like, so yeah, he, he's like, just hand it in here. And he like, he handed his hat in. And he goes, hopefully it was Ken Griffey that actually signed it because there was like seven people. <laughs> he's having a laugh, man. <laughs> he's sitting there in the back. He's like, hey, can you make a cursive K? Like, <laughs> but yeah. Like, I would, I, I would not be, I'd be like, shit, I don't remember any cursive letters other than the ones in my signature. Right? Yeah. I, I, it, every time I go to write cursive anymore, it's like, it's a lost art. Yeah. We I can it. make an M and an A and a T and an E and an H and an A. There you and go. And an N. And those are my letters. That's awesome. Uh, but baseball's getting into uh, stride right now. We got that going for us. Um Baseball at this point to me will fill the void when there's not a hockey playoff game on. At least a Pens game. I'll probably watch other hockey games, but honestly, baseball doesn't really start till hockey's over. With um, the exception of this first week, because like yeah, the first week is a lo- like if okay, I'm only like a casual NBA fan, so I don't really care about like the jockeying for positioning. Right. You know, like just tell me what the matchups are, and I will watch basketball playoff games like every night. Hockey, like like we talked about, like the Penguins still have a lot to play for. 
Mm-hmm. So obviously Penguin games are important, but when the Penguins haven't been on, like I've just been watching baseball. I'm yeah. so glad it's back, man. Yeah, and I'll watch any baseball game. It doesn't have to be the Pirates. I'll watch any no, baseball and, game. And like I'm I'm forced to watch other games because of the blackout restrictions. Right. Okay. But you know, like the the Sox have been out west, so I've been watching a lot of Red Sox late night after I finished my job. Uh, lis- listening to the radio feed, you know, is also a lot of fun. Uh, you know, get, getting to hear you know Dennis Eckersley, you know, I will a uh, wealth a wealth of stories from a, that guy. A, like he's uh, been around, dude. He's been around, and I and he was one of those guys in the eighties that was greased down, and you know, uh, Jason Grilly when he pitched for the Pirates. Oh, he, he he come in Real the ninth geez. inning. As a, uh, he come in the ninth inning. His hair was he he looked like he just walked out of a nightclub. Like his hair was all greased up and uh-huh. everything else. That's how Eckersley looked when he pitched. Yeah, I mean, and Eckersley had that sidearm submariner pitch, mm-hmm. which was ridiculous. That '89 World Series was the '88 World Series and the '89 World Series. 88, they lost to the Dodgers. 89, they won over top of the Giants. Uh, it was, you know, it was crazy. Yeah, those were those teams seem so like just unstoppable. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, yeah, McGuire, Canseco, Eckersley, uh, Dave Stewart. Dave Stewart he was the was man. Crazy. Terry Steinbach, a catcher. Uh, Terry that was Steinbach. one of my brother's favorite players too. Well, Terry Steinbach, I think, was the first guy that wore the the batting helmet with the. With the piece that came mm. over, uh, over his mouth because he got his jaw broke from yeah. a pitch, but here and there, that was a great time for baseball. Um, so we're in the Steelers' off season right now. We're done with the Antonio Brown bullshit. We're done with the uh, Le'Veon Bell bullshit. Even though national shows keep pulling up some random dumb shit about it, and I'm just sick of hearing about it. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that the Steelers. Uh, have released Morgan Burnett. Uh, the Steelers gave him a $14.35 million contract over three years after one season, 11 games, early season injury, uh, being platooned in the secondary or as an inside linebacker in the dime package. He asked for his release back in January. The Steelers shopped him around with no takers, so they just released him, freeing up $3.63 million on the cap. But they do have a dead money hit due to the roster bonus. Because he was on the roster past the date of the season. So uh, so that was a March uh, issue there. Um, Todd McShay, he's one of those guys that likes to uh, do mock drafts and so mm-hmm. forth and whatnot. Todd McShay predictions uh, Greedy Williams, LSU cornerback, as our number one draft pick. I don't see that as an issue. What's in a name, really? Um, I mean, <laughs> hasn't Greed done enough damage to the Steelers over the past couple of years? <laughs> yes. It's like, hey, Bell's gone and Brown's gone, but we got a guy whose name is literally Greedy. Right? No offense, like, I think he's called Greedy because he, like, what, he's like a ball hawk, maybe? Yeah, he's a ball hawk. So that's good. We want interceptions, and we, we want pass deflections, and we want... Christ, if, like, a running back makes it to the secondary, yes, please do tackle him. And don't just, like, bump and rub off of him. Well, uh, but yeah, Gr- like Greedy Williams last year had had uh, six interceptions and also had 14 sacks. 
So okay, you're looking at a guy that can come off the corner and go after the quarterback, as well as also take on a number one or number two wideout. Well, the Steelers have um, lacked that that sort of yeah. edge rushing presence as um, since Palomalu and Ike Taylor. Yeah. Well, not just not just Palomalu and Taylor, but even like outside linebackers, um, mm-hmm. has not been as good as it usually is when the Steelers are real super competitive. So, yeah, like let's, you know. Remember Dick LeBeau and, like, the unconventional blitzes? Oh, yeah. Well, like, the past couple years, it was, like, if, if like, Tuit and Hayward aren't getting the sacks, then, like, nobody's getting the sacks. So, you know, I think it'd be nice to bring that element of, like, you know, blindside speed coming at you. You know, and that'll just open up more, more opportunities for the linemen who get after it to get after it. That's my take. I... Agree. <laughs> no rebuttal. Agree completely. Uh, that being said, until they actually draft, yeah, you know, I'm not. I'm not gonna like start like. And the drafts in what two weeks? Yeah. So you have that coming up. Uh, Santonio Holmes and Brett Kiesel are to announce the second and third round picks of the draft. Excellent. Um, Santonio Holmes, obviously, he left town, not on the high note. Uh, a little high. Probably still a little high. Uh, um, but he has. Dumbest made... thing they did, honestly. It was. Especially um, after all, after having, like, when they got rid of Holmes, it was like, well, that's like the Steeler way. They don't put up with bullshit. And, and then they, they have Bell put and, up with Bell and Brown, Brown for yeah. two years. Um, so he. Uh, uh, I wish Holmes was still, like, in his well, prime. Like, they could bring exactly. him back. Holmes, Holmes, has made his, Holmes has made his home here in Pittsburgh. And has uh, also been doing a lot with the Steelers uh, in their organization and development, as well as a lot in the community. He is—he's present. He's been present, and he always will be. Kiesel, same way. He's present. Um, he's in around town. He still does the shave the beard stuff, or the shear the beard. Uh, these guys are going to announce uh, second and third round picks at the draft. That has. No bearing on who we draft. They just get to announce it. Uh, also, uh, in Steelers news, Big Ben. Big Ben has been out of town recently. Uh, his agent uh, also represents Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, and Marcus Mariota. Uh, those guys are in the fourth and or fifth year of their rookie deal. Uh, that may also set the bar for Ben, uh, who last year, who who is in the last year of his four-year, eighty-four million dollar contract. Ben is due twenty-three point two million uh, against the cap this season. Uh, it's projected, it's projected that Ben's gonna get a uh, deal that's somewhere around two years, around fifty million. Not sure if it's uh, gonna be all guaranteed or not. Uh, but the way that contracts have been going recently with like a short-term deal, you know, guaranteeing him $50 million, probably not a bad idea. Uh, Ben's responses has been, um, I'm willing to play as long as they're willing to have me. Huh. So, I, I mean, so the, everybody... But also, I have like some sort of like, you know, sway over how long they have me because I'm Ben Roethlisberger and I call the shots. Yeah, I mean, he does. He you just... Know. Like, how long they... They're not gonna, like, cut him. No. You know? They're not gonna cut him. He's better than Eli. 
at yeah. this point, and Eli still has a job with well, his Well, well, the thing is, is ben, Ben's whole thing was keep my line intact. And they did that. They went out and signed Pouncey. They signed um, a bunch of the guys on the line, mm-hmm. and they're they're locked up. So And Pouncey, by the way, who, like, Pouncey's you know, like, goes to bat for Ben, like, in, in the media. Yeah, Pouncey. After, after, like, you know, Brown and Bell, like, going out on their farewell tour and saying that, like... You know he's a bad leader, and I I'm not I'm not like removing responsibility for all the friction. Like you know it takes two to tango, and like I'm sure Ben is not always easy to get along with, but like his line love him, and he loves him back, and that's like the best thing the Steelers have going right well, now. Well, I remember at one point in time they asked Pouncey about how long are you gonna play for? Goes as long as Ben does. Yeah. Goes Ben retires, I'm done. Okay, cool. That's so awesome. So it sounds like you got two more years left. Ride or die. <laughs> two there more years, Pouncey. Um, but also with Ben's agent uh, representing Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, and Marcus Mariota, mm-hmm. these guys are developing. They're, they're He's trying to get long-term deals done with those guys because you have Goff and Wentz are in the fourth year of their rookie deal, and then mm-hmm. you have Mariota who's in the fifth year of his rookie deal. So this is a time where you sign those guys. They can set the precedent for... Mm-hmm. You know, for a Ben deal. And Ben's an older guy. You know, so he's not going to get a four, five, six-year deal. He's going to get two. Yeah. Or one. But he's going to get more money. He's going to get more money overall. For sure. Um, Shouldn't they pay the younger guys more? Huh. Because they're better. Not, I'm not saying that Mariota's better, but, like, in theory, you know... Sports contracts tend to, like, reward your past performance. Right, well, the CBA... You know, like, well, Mike okay. Trout's contract is based on what Mike Trout did in the past, more than, right. more so than what he's going to be right. doing well, 10 well, years from well, now. Well, the CBA not nicks down that whole rookie contracts where the rookies were coming out getting, you know, $80 million five years with 35 guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Now they're getting, like, you know, $30 million with $5 million guaranteed, you know, off coming out of college because they're not proven. And then they're putting more money towards the veteran guys. Um, and you know what? These guys have been... Jared Goff just took his team to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So... I'm sure... I, I, I would, I'm not I, so sure he wants us to remember that so much. But yeah, like they were in the Super Bowl. I would expect that he would get a, a larger deal. Uh, Carson Wentz. Um, he has a Super Bowl ring. He wasn't the quarterback. He was injured. He got injured in week week eleven or ten yeah. or whatever it was. Um, Marcus Mariota, he is a good to above average quarterback. He does not have a whole team around him. That's what it comes down to. That. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. You know what? You want to give Ben two years, fifty million? Go for it. If you want to guarantee all fifty million, you're stupid. Uh, yeah, but you know, I mean, hey, go ahead, guarantee fifty million. Who cares? I mean, it, let it go. It's done. Yeah, uh, I, we get two more years before like all hell breaks loose as Steeler fans. Yeah, because, at least you've got that fighting chance because Ben Roethlisberger is the quarterback. He is, and then God knows what. Well, happens. the kid we drafted last year, Mason Rudolph. Yeah, he uh, he he's been going to. Working with a private quarterback coach and so forth, and working with uh, Fickner and some of the wide receivers in the offseason. Okay. So he, he's been working with Juju and he's been working with some guys. So he's trying to better himself. 
uh, which is awesome and is what you need to see from a guy in waiting. And I think that the Steelers think that Mason Rudolph is the guy in waiting. I mean, they drafted the wide receiver that he threw to for four years in college as well. Okay. Um, so. Okay, well, you know, I hope they're right. They still have time to, like, change, you know, like in two years, depending on where they're drafting. Definitely and as well. And available, you know. Um, I don't know. I hope it works out for them. They, they seem to be a popular team around these parts. Yes. So, um... I have listed last as fun things this week that you saw or seen or whatever. Uh, one that came across my radar tonight was that the um, Indians had a no-hitter in the seventh. Um, they pulled the starting pitcher that had said no-hitter mm. and then put in uh, their relief squad because he was at 77 pitches. That's next week's episode. Um, so then... Uh, that guy's pitch count will be the title of next week's episode. <laughs> yes. Uh, so now uh, the Indians no hitter got um, got broken up in the ninth inning. Uh, There's so... a lot of close no hitters again in baseball. I really feel like the no hitter is just not as interesting anymore. You know, like somebody went like seven the other night. It's like you were guys are on pitch counts, but yet they're still like mowing down hitters. To the point where they're taking no hitters deep into, you know, into the point where like the press release is issued, um, you know. But a no hitter is not as impressive to me as it used to be. A no hitter is a no hitter. You don't fuck with it. It seems more common. Uh, last year, how many did they have? I don't know numbers on this. Just I have a sense for these. I things. remember a couple years ago that they had three perfect games, and that was the first time that that happened. Yeah. And, and there's only been like 27 perfect games in baseball, and three of them happened in one season. That was like a couple years ago. Yeah. Verlander had one of them. Well, a perfect game is a perfect game, and that's that's <coughs> because you're you're incorporating the umpires and the fielders. You know, like a no hitter is easier to get by like many degrees because you're not you're not relying on like your you you can walk a guy you know yeah you go and the way hitters work counts nowadays you're right you the know way, like yeah. you're not gonna get a perfect game because like somebody's gonna get up there and like foul off nine pitches and then you know take a ball in the dirt and take their base okay but they didn't get a hit you know so they, there goes the perfect game but like you're still like gonna be able to take a no hitter to the seventh inning because guys again and like this, I think it was Harold Reynolds was like saying this, you know it's got a lot to do with guys working the counts and like they they don't swing at balls like they're not trying to like get a Baltimore chop like infield single you know they're, they're going they're, they're they're going strikeout or home run I still think a no hitter's fucking amazing it's I still mean, amazing no no like, now nolan ryan i never threw a no hitter i threw one in wiffle ball once <laughs> i had wiffle ball and it was huge because i was new to the neighborhood and they're like damn who's that guy he just threw a no hitter in wiffle ball right and you, you were know? 12 I was, but I was, uh, 10. I was 10 you were 10 yeah right um, no wonder i i've i've never thrown a no hitter um came close once um but yeah i i took a no hitter in the eighth as far as I did, uh, and that was in high school. Yeah. Um, but a no-hitter is something you don't fuck with, though. You don't fuck with it. I'm just saying, like, as a fan, I feel less inclined to go, like, oh, my God, a no-hitter. Like, these past, like, four or five years, it just seems like 
if no hitters are not more common, then certainly like no hit bids have become much more common. But how do you pull a guy with that's what? I, okay, think about this. Think about your pitcher right now. Is there a more old school manager than Terry Francona at this point? Buck Showalter? Maybe. He's is he? Who's he with? Orioles. No, he fired. They fired his ass. They did. Yeah. Um. Who's the guy at the Mets the last few years? Terry Collins. No. Um. So yeah, then probably Frank. He's fired. Then probably yeah. Francona. So um, Terry Francona is old school. Yeah. Okay, but he still pulls a pitcher who's got a no-hitter going in the seventh inning. Because why? Because he has bosses, okay? Like, the owner and the, the general manager, and those are all Terry Francona's bosses. Right. And they're buying into the analytics, okay? You know, like, they're, they're telling managers how to manage. And a lot of people get bent out of shape about that. That, that's just one of the things, like, in baseball you don't fuck with. You don't fuck with a no-hitter. You know, but they do now, and this is not a new thing. I know. The Pirates did it in 2002 or three. It was a combined no-hitter. With, uh, oh, no, no, no. That was in, like, the late 90s. With Rincon. Yeah, Rincon. Yeah, Cordova. Cordova and Rincon. Yeah. That was a PNC Park. That was 97. Park. No, that was a PNC Park. I swear to God it was a PNC Park. No, it wasn't. Ah, and it was at Three Rivers. We'll Google that. It was in 1997. You don't have to Google it, man. I have, I have a photographic memory. It was 1997. I was in the Poconos with my family, and I watched it in the hotel bar with my dad in my wet bathing suit because I was like in the pool, and he comes and says, "You got to get out of the pool and come watch the pirate game because they have a no hitter in the seventh. I just don't think that you should fuck with a no. That's just my brain and my old school baseball brain going. Don't fuck with a no hitter. Plus, we were just talking like these early games. Like I know, but it's if not going to make or going, break your season. If so you if the lose guy, a game, if if the guy like if the guy runs out there, gives up a three run homer in because he walks two guys in the eighth, you know, and you end up losing the game, like you make that win up somewhere else in your schedule. Yeah, you know? you'll you you'll get a game that like somebody else like left their pitcher in too if long. he goes at out, some if, point if, it'll work itself out if he goes if he goes out in the eighth inning and and gives up a run or gives up a hit pull him if he goes out and gives up two walks and a guy gets a hit and they score a run pull him mm-hmm. you know if he's still got no hitter going doesn't matter if he gives up walks or not let him let him go let yeah. let it go i agree with you man. don't fuck I agree with, with a no hitter yeah um you know, there I is know a way. You I could know, fudge your weight. Like, you could, if your arm really gets that tired, like, you could just Jamie Moyer it for a couple of days. I mean, <laughs> you don't have to, like, throw until your arm falls off. Dude, Jamie Moyer pitched until he was, what, 40? Right. Because eight? he was a craftsman. You know, he, wa- he wasn't this howitzer. And, like, yeah, if you're trying to throw 100 mile an hour for, like, nine innings, like, I guess your arm gets tired, apparently. But there are ways around it. Mm-hmm. And, you know,. I guess my whole point is that there will never be another Nolan Ryan. And no. we should probably just get over it, you know? But maybe, like, we're going too far to the other end of the spectrum with these, like, <clears throat> you know, no-hitters that last seven innings and then, like, the manager decides he needs to, like, you know, stick his nose where it doesn't belong. 
I hear what you're saying. All right, we'll move off baseball for a second and get to some other fun, interesting things. Making history at Augusta, the first time Augusta National, once criticized for its lack of female members, uh, is hosting a tournament for the best women's amateurs in the world. Um, good for them. Good for them. Um, I know it's the week before the Masters, and there's probably a lot of the uh, PGA pros that are probably pissed that they can't go play Augusta and get ready for next week's next weekend's competition. Um, well, you know, or they tough. can play in between how it's going on. I don't know the format that they're playing. Do NASCAR um, drivers get to just go drive on Daytona? Like, yes, they do. They just have to pay for it. Oh, they pay. Yeah. Okay. The, the team pays for it. Yeah. Right, well, obviously the team, but like, yeah. All right. So, you know, play some golf. Yeah. Know, figure it out. There's a course that's like three miles away from Augusta. Uh, that's set up almost identical. But or women are not allowed to join the club. Correct. So what difference does it make? You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're hosting basically just, like, paying lip service by having a tournament. And it, mm-hmm. no, I'm not saying, okay, so it's important, and I'm glad that somebody's, you know, promoting, like, women's amateur golf, but they're, they're still, you know, the original issue was that you know, it's like a private club that doesn't allow women, uh, and yeah. So they're and, not they're not also, going they're not going to allow women into the club, but they're going to throw like a, a women's golf tournament. So, so remember whenever Tiger Woods was a rookie mm-hmm. on PGA Tour, yeah, and it was a big deal that he was a black man playing mm-hmm. Augusta, yeah, because they didn't allow black membership either. That's insane. You know that's insane. And but that was what when, when was Tiger rookie nineteen ninety six? That's still insane. You know, um, that's that's like thirty years after the civil rights. Act. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's crazy. It was probably more than thirty years after civil rights. But here well, and there, civil rights act like nineteen sixty four. I mean, yeah, like, but also private clubs don't have to follow particular laws and rules. But it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. And now I would not want to be a part of a club that has that rule. And now you're. I I would not. Yeah. I would not join that club. Yeah. And especially now in 2019, where like, you know, I tell some like 23 year old kid to go fuck themselves, and I'm made out to be a monster. Mm. Like I look at like, um, you've never heard that before in your life. Sorry. Sorry. Um, whatever. You must not be married. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you must not have ever lived somewhere. Um, but yeah, but, but, but when it comes up to like the whole race factor and so forth, yeah. Whenever Tiger Woods played the masters and, and, and he was like, they're like, I don't know how they're going to treat him and this, that, the other thing and whatever. And then that's whenever Augusta started to false false suit mm-hmm. with the way the world was turning <laughs> um they updated their rolodex to like you know <laughs> a digital version because this is the 90s now I, yeah. I don't know yeah it's you know it's crazy and like it's the masters and it's a tradition unlike any other and unfortunately part of what makes it that is that it's very it's a very like exclusive club um you know uh it's it's like Let's do the Masters first because it's very exclusive, and then we have the Open Championships of you know America and Britain, 
mm-hmm. and they're much more welcoming. You just have to be good at golf. You, you gotta be really good at golf. Yeah. You know, I'd I'd have a better chance of getting into Augusta as just like a white ass fucking white dude mm-hmm. than as a golfer, certainly, yeah. because I'm very white and very bad at golf. Uh, how about uh, the Wooden Award finalists? Uh, for college basketball, Zion Williamson, of course, leads the pack. Yeah. R.J. Barrett rounds out uh, Duke's nominees. Murray State's uh, John Morant uh, makes that the top five. Good. Yeah, that dude's he's, good. Yeah, that dude's good. Yeah. Um, I mean, Zion Williamson's probably going to win. There's a bunch of other top vote-getters going in on that as well. And then, um, see, oh, uh, Machado had his first home run with the Padres, but Machado also got into a little bit of trouble with a, um, uh, a, a batter's interference. He popped the ball up, and the catcher came out in the line, and he kind of like flopped his bat. Oh. Um, past the catcher and, and might have bumped the catcher as he's going to make the pop-up play. Well, you know Machado doesn't like to hustle out of the batter's No, place. he does not at all. So you got to expect that he's still going to be standing in your way <laughs> when you go to catch the pop-up. I mean, the man is on record. Oh, yeah. I don't hustle. <laughs> exactly. I especially don't hustle when the, the other team's catcher is trying to like get past me to record an out. Uh, Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay... Quarterback Kyler Murray still number one to cards, um, and those guys agree on the first top seven picks here and there. Uh, Kyler Murray, uh, dude, really? The A's offered you five million dollars. Yeah, he wasn't gonna bonus. play. Like I remember on this show talking about how yeah. how smart it was for him to just go play baseball. Yeah, now he's because like, oh, it's well, it's such a now. shitty track record of Heisman winners making it in the NFL. You know, like you to to win a Heisman, you're usually like you're kind of exploiting like the nature of college football a little bit. That it's a yeah. different style of play. You know, the only way you can rack up all those yards as a quarterback, you know, is because you're playing a sport that like the quarterback could just take off and run anytime he wants to. Basically, the NFL is not like that. You know, and so I'm. I you know what like shoot your shot Kyler Murray, but um hopefully you, you, you don't injure yourself too. You bad could be you could be down in Arizona or Florida right now, playing ball, know, playing ball and eating grouper, and have five million in your bank account. Yeah, and uh, plenty of plenty of groupies. How about uh, Russell Westbrook? Uh, not only did he get a triple double, but he did twenty twenty twenty. Uh, he was one of five players to do so. Uh, the last one was, um, shit, uh, I can't think of his name right now. Michael Jordan. No, but he banged 20,000 <laughs> women, he said. Oh, Will Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I remember it. <laughs> Narrow it down. Any basketball accomplishment is just like, okay, so probably Jordan did it. Oh, yeah. wait, the 20,000, yeah, I don't think Jordan did that. No, no, no. But but uh, Russell Westbrook. I'm not sure Will Chamberlain did that either. Yeah, but the uh, but Russell Westbrook the other night, uh, his triple double was 20 20 20, uh, and he was one of five players to do that. Um, that's awesome as well. Westbrook's amazing, dude. Oh, he is. 
That, there was a uh, one of his college games was on ESPN. And they were Classic. talking about and they were talking about shutting him down because yeah. he wanted to be traded to the trade deadline. He's a free agent next year. Mm. They didn't trade him. I guess they didn't get what they wanted for him. Whatever. He's a he's an unrestricted free agent next year. Um, you know, uh, of course, LeBron's recruiting him hard to come to LA, and he's an LA you know, guy. Uh, he's an LA guy. He, you know, he's like I, I watched. Like there was one of his college games was on ESPN Classic a couple weeks ago. It was like, you know, one of those Before They Were Stars series. Right. And it's just like, oh, UCLA, like, why am I watching this? Oh, Re- Russell Westbrook, that's right, you know. I forgot he went to UCLA. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he he didn't play in the Big East, so I guess I just missed his college career. And then he ends up, you know, in Oklahoma City, and they end up, like, two of the biggest ball hogs in NBA history end up on the same team, James Harden eventually he's like i'm leaving and i'm gonna go do me yep. you know and he's been an mvp in houston and westbrook's been an mvp in oklahoma city but like even if they had stayed together in oklahoma like even with the great stephen adams well they still would not have beaten golden stephen state stephen adams looks like a grizzly bear dude's so badass like is. i'm sorry he didn't have a good time here in pittsburgh i know it's not just the city um, the economics of basketball are really screwed up, and that dude should have just gone straight to the NBA. Like, he's not even from the United States. Like, why does he care about college or, like, college basketball? Do you think Steven Adams grew up, like, with, like, a Kentucky poster on his wall? Do you think Steven Adams owned, like, the freaking starter jacket with the Tar Heel? No. Like, he's from Australia. He played some basketball. New Zealand. I'm sorry, New Zealand. It's all the same. <laughs> he's from down under okay the water goes the other way he's like watching his toilet flush one day thinking like you know what i would like to go someday like watch the water turn the other way and not get paid and be in pittsburgh and freeze my ass off you know and do one year because that's the rules and then and then go play in the nba and he's a beast He's a beast. And I, I'm really, yeah. I'm really, you know, like. But if, but if you ever Google Stephen Adams and then look at images and you see like when he came to Pitt mm-hmm. when he was 18 years old, and then scroll through to what he is now, yeah, dude's jacked, and he's a beast. And, and I think they probably told him that like he'd have an easier time getting through well, customs if he shaved. Well, <laughs> because I, that the, the the amount of facial hair that dude can grow like that. That gets you on watch when he list. Came here when he was That'll came, get you on a watch list. When he came here when he was 18 years old, I didn't think he could grow a beard. You know, and that's also when if you went to a pit game, uh, that there was the chant of big, tall, white guy. Well, you know, he, 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 he because, came after Aaron Gray. Yeah. And well, Aaron Gray, we all know, Aaron was, Gray like was the leader, like the all-time leader in offensive rebounds mm-hmm. because he just would clean up his own missed layups. Yes. You know, so there is, I think, a little bit of like suspicion you know it's like okay we want to we want to be like this top program but we're gonna we're just gonna get these dudes that are like way too tall and are not capable of actually like using their bodies effectively you know and they're skinny and it, it looks awkward okay they do and this awkward. is like i'm a short guy they haven't okay? filled their body out yet is they have and i filled my body out and i'm just as skinny as i was in sixth grade when yeah. i couldn't shoot or dribble yeah you, you filled know? your body out in sixth grade You're but i didn't get any better at basketball nope these guys were already really good at basketball you know it just took a little bit of time and, and aaron gray had some nba you know he, he played in the nba he did but he did not 
you know, he did not catch on the way Steven Adams did. No, he did not. And Steven Adams is the best player to come from, like, the Jamie Dixon era and actually have an NBA career. Uh, from the hill. DeWan Blair? DeWan Blair. DeWan Blair was good, but he was never a starter. Yeah. I mean, and he missed the championship twice. Yeah. Because of... He he was let go from the Spurs. He was let go from the Spurs. Uh, he was a trade deadline guy at the Spurs. Yeah. And he missed the championship that year. And then he went to the Mavericks. And then he was let go from the Mavericks the year he was traded trade deadline. They went on and won the championship again. So yeah, yeah, it, it's yeah. So he missed two championships. Um, other thing, how do you feel about bat flips? I don't care. <laughs> Why? So pitchers pump their fists, right? All the time, right? With impunity. You know, Bryce Harper. Uh, pitchers yell into their gloves. You you think they're saying nice things into their gloves when they when they like strike a guy out and they're like storming off the field? So br- you think you know, do you think they're saying the pledge of allegiance? Yeah. Do you so, think do you think they're like professing their love for their wives? No, they're screaming, "Yeah, motherfucker, fuck you, motherfucker." Yeah. Okay. And all a bat flip is is like a nonverbal version of like, "I took you out, I crushed you, fuck yeah, fuck you." So yeah, Bryce Harper, uh, now with the Phillies, uh, signed that big old deal. They play down the Nationals mm-hmm. in DC. Bryce Harper goes ahead and crushes one. And I'm not saying just crushes one. He lit that fucking ball up. Yeah, and it was about time. It, it was 500 and the whole country, feet. the whole world, I dare say, was watching, waiting. Yeah. When is Bryce Harper gonna go yard as a Philly? Right. It better not take more than like a couple games. And it didn't. People are gonna be on um, And he went deep. It was a thing and, of beauty. And it was in DC. And he and hugged. He cuts. knew the ball was gone. And he just walked up first baseline and just did this incredible bat flip. Good. That they that they estimated a fourteenth spin bat flip. <laughs> <laughs> I have a hard time feeling any sympathy for Nats fans who were mad that Bryce Harper left. Nope. You know? The worst part is, is the Nats offered him $300 million, Yeah. And he turned it down. That just said, I want out of D.C. That's all. But he got more. He got more. Yeah. He did. So he did it wasn't just about D.C. He wanted more money. He won. He won more money, and also I think D.C., he won, he, he won a lifetime contract, which is what he got. Yeah. Um, and he's but, not that far from DC. No. He could still hop on the train and go to the Smithsonian on his day off if he wants to. Oh yeah, be there in an hour and a half. <laughs> it's not far. I've done it. I don't think it's about the Smithsonian with Bryce. Hey, Harper. when I lived in DC and I needed my PID updated, I yeah. jumped on the train and went to Philly because <laughs> I wasn't. Oh my god! I upgrading. can't imagine. I cannot imagine. Like I'm not one of these people who's like, oh, the DMV, it's the worst. Like I've ever actually never had like a bad time. It's usually pretty efficient. Because the say. one in Bridgeville is easy. But I go to the one downtown sometimes, oh. and it's fine. You know, just pack your patience. But I couldn't imagine getting on a train for that experience. Yeah, I was living in DC at the time my PID was expired. Yeah, and I wasn't transferring to DC. 
Yeah, or actually, that. I lived in Maryland itself. You want to but, vote in like actual elections, you know? You know, <laughs> but uh, I didn't even care about that at that point in time. I just need my ID updated for a paycheck. But yeah, well, yeah, um, taxation without representation. Yeah, uh, so I jumped on the train in DC and went to Philly, and it was like twenty five dollars round trip, and it was it was three hours. Yeah, out of my day. Mm. Whatever. It was and cool. Two and a half of them were just spent sitting at the DMV. No, just kidding. <laughs> You know, you're not necessarily wrong. <laughs> I've never had. I'm sorry. Like, you know, I'm I'm due for license renewal next year, and like maybe maybe next year will be the year that I just fall into some sort of Kafka esque hell, where they're like, "Sir, we can't find any record that you even exist." Um, just go but, to one in Bridgeville. They're pretty efficient. No, I like go, the Bridgeville one. It's cool because there's a Sonic. Mm-hmm. So mm. it's it's like a little treat, you know. Yeah. It's like, oh, I got my license and I, I still have time to spare because they didn't fuck me over. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go get a limeade and some tots. Yeah, and 31's <laughs> across the street. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, all right, folks. I'm not trying to get a DUI on my way home from my license renewal. <laughs> all right, folks. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure uh, for Matt and I bullshitting. Uh, we love and, bullshitting. And, and you get to listen to us do We're going to so. do a whole episode of just pen dot shit next week. No, we're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. Wait, someone's someone's coming in on my earpiece. No, strike that. We're not. <laughs> exactly. Because it would be like a five-hour episode, and there would be way too many swears. Uh, and this is about you, not uh, me. Oh, see, Siri was said this. Siri, <laughs> you not. Thank me. you. I, I, you know what? Like, it sucks that I have to pay like eleven dollars a month to Apple Music just to hear someone say that once in a while. That's awesome. All right, folks. Thank you very much. Have a great uh, week. Have a great sports week. Got uh, a lot going on. Final four men's, final four women's. Um, FA Cup semifinals on ESPN Plus Saturday and Sunday morning. FA Cup semifinals. Riverhounds. Riverhounds. Riverhounds are on the CW on Saturday at uh, 7 o'clock. Uh, Pirates are in town with the Reds for uh, three more games. Steve Blast t shirt night Friday night. Steve if Blast. you weren't lucky enough to snag Sid Bream tickets. Mm. And I can't wait to talk about that next week. I know. I saw your post. I'm like, fuck out the work. I hey, can't man. get off on a Friday night. I don't know what, what awful baseball player Amanda wants to go see for her birthday. But, like, it's probably not as good as Sid Bream. Oh, man. I want to I wanna hear all about that. I will talk at length. All right, folks. Thank you very much. Have a great week. We'll be back. Hey, Ians, thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend with the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTasty on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag Bold Sports. Bold Pittsburgh on the Facebook or boldpgh.com.